You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. The APN is currently looking for network sponsors. Hear your company right here at the beginning of the show in over 60 episodes a month on 18 different shows and reach 70,000 subscribers. Contact the APN via chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. That's chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com to sponsor the only archaeology education and outreach podcast network. Hello and welcome to the Archaeotech Podcast, episode 55. I'm your host, Chris Webster, with my co-host, Chris Sims. On today's show, we talk about headphones. Should you use them in the field? If you do, what should you look for? And we'll have a review of the Apple AirPods. Let's get to it. All right, welcome back to the Archaeotech Podcast. Chris, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. All right, good. Well, today we're going to talk about a, a pretty controversial topic uh, in, in field archaeology, and that's headphones. Some people... Uh, some people really don't care what you do. Some people are very opinionated about what you do and whether or not you should wear them and, and why. And, uh, and there's, there's pretty much a, a wide range of, of options. Chris, what's been your experience? Have you been on projects when you were allowed to wear headphones? And, uh, and have you been on projects where they're like, no, not, even, not a chance, not even a little bit? I'd say most of my projects, you've been allowed to wear headphones. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's maybe more common in one region than another. But uh, since I've spent, I'd say, most of my experience in CRM archaeology in the southeast, uh, those environments tend to lend to wearing headphones. You know, if you're on survey out in the, out in the woods or out in a grassy area, you know, people are, are rocking headphones on those kind of surveys. Um, and on excavation projects, there tends to be uh, one person with some kind of a portable stereo right, um, right. Uh, set somewhere near the excavation unit. And, uh, you know, that that's its own thing. Um, but, you know, there's there's a ton of arguments for and against uh, headphones. Um, you know, like I've, I've also done plenty of like lab work and office work where, uh, you know, there's no problem with headphones. And mm-hmm. in fact, like it's it's just good to wear headphones if you're in the lab. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what about you? What's what's your experience been? Uh, I'd say it's it's relatively the same because I did a lot of work in the southeast as well. And it's, uh, you know, when you're just shovel testing. Uh, and honestly, back then, I didn't really I was never one much for music in the field uh, as far as headphones goes. I'm fine if it's just like coming out of, like you said, uh, somebody brings a boombox out or some kind of stereo and plays music. But it's always usually like really polarizing music. Like it's never middle of the road stuff. Somebody has to flex their musical (laughs) muscles every time they come out. So it's something really off the spectrum weird. (laughs) But that's just archaeologists. Um, (laughs) But uh, so so I like headphones from that standpoint, and I have worn them when I was doing excavations in the southeast for sure. Because you're right, you're usually just working by yourself sometimes, and and you know your your excavating unit, maybe somebody's screening for you, but they're off at the screening pile, you're off at the digging, and you're not really interacting much. Um, I've I don't think I've ever worn both earbuds in the field. Maybe I can think of a few times in Nevada where we were excavating where it was just a lot of us and I really wanted to tune out and focus. So I'd put in both earbuds because there wasn't a safety issue there. Um, we weren't working around heavy equipment. Nobody's swinging a pickaxe. You know, it's it's all um, it, it was all relatively uh, relatively benign. So I'd put them both in just so I could focus and, and go to town. But even then, I usually didn't listen to music. I listened to podcasts, oddly enough, because I... I wrote a blog post a couple of years back. I think I called it something like um, learning while you're earning or some stupid corny thing. You know, it's like basically, hey, I've got all yeah. this time. Why not learn something and, and and move on, whether you listen to audiobooks or podcasts or whatever. But uh, Chris, you and I both had a circumstance where headphones just simply weren't allowed, and that's mostly for safety reasons. And that was when we worked on the China Lake Project yeah. because we – we not only had to had to be able to hear our coworkers, which were thirty meters away, uh, which can be an issue. Um, that can be overcome, but it's it is an issue. But that wasn't the only issue there. The other biggest issue was we had to be able to hear the unexploded ordnance technicians with us <laughs> when they would say something like, you know, yell out, "Hey, I've got something here," or you know, there was a lot of pretty nasty rattlesnakes on that, and you want to be able to hear anything that's happening from that standpoint. So there was a lot of safety concerns around wearing headphones in that environment. So I, I agreed with that decision. I would hate to lose a crew member because they were blasting Mumford and Sons in their headphones and they ended up <laughs> stepping on an unexploded bomb or something. Right. Just uh, just dreaming about their after work kombucha listening to Mumford and Sons. Yeah, I don't. Uh, 
that's that's never a good situation no that's i think that that's the best point though is is safety first and uh you know if if there's a situation Mm -hmm. even if your crew leader uh hasn't you know explicitly said no headphones you know you can put two and two together and kind of assess the the safety aspects of of headphones you know like uh and Mm-hmm. If if you're in a situation like that where there's unexploded ordnance and you need to um, listen up for any warnings, or if there's you know any other sorts of hazards in the field, like um, back to the southeast, uh, well, and even in the west too, you know there's snakes and stuff that can uh, can uh, you know strike at you, and you got to listen for them. Mm-hmm. And you know then there's other regions where you know there's large predators that you have to make sure that uh, you're alert for. Uh, and other stuff like that. Or if you're in a live fire area, you got to make sure that, you know, you're still, uh, uh, you know, staying as safe as you can. Um, and so, and then aside from safety, there's, uh, I think you had kind of mentioned in passing the logistics of, you know, if, if you're, if you're a certain distance away from your crew members, you got to be able to listen for, uh, messages to be passed down your survey line and, uh, you know, sometimes, like you had said, it can be worked around. Uh, I've worked on a lot of crews where everybody carries a walkie-talkie kind of strapped to their their shoulder strap of their backpack or somewhere on their safety vest or something like that. And so that's pretty easy to hear. But yeah, so if if you're going to go into to listening into headphones, then, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of options to choose from. So, you know, if, if all is clear and you can listen to headphones, then... Uh, you know, here we are today to talk about our favorite headphones. And and I think I think it you touched on it a little bit, Chris. But we should we should land on this pretty squarely because um, you mentioned it in the show notes as well. Is alertness that's the one big thing for me is, and that's that's what makes it tough to have a blanket headphone policy. And that's probably why most companies do. They'll say no headphones because while while one person may be able to uh, let's just say listen to audiobooks or podcasts or something that something that's not. Um, uh, that doesn't have to be loud and have a good audio quality. It can just be kind of on in the background in their in one earbud or something like that. Like like for example, I was doing some field work this weekend and I had just one earbud in and um, I was listening to podcasts and I was very conscious of the fact that I could still hear the cheat grass sticking into my socks, you know, <laughs> as I'm walking through the the, the goddamn desert. And uh, I could hear all that stuff. I could hear the rustling under my feet. I could hear, you know, um, uh, my wife, who is surveying with me. Uh, she's an archaeologist here in Nevada as well. She was surveying with me, and she's 15 meters to my right. I can hear her. I can hear her footsteps. And I was like, okay, if I can hear all that, I'm going to say I'm pretty alert. But let's let's take it back to um, it's not just about hearing those things, but it's also about about where the where the audio you're listening to uh, takes you like if you're the type of person that listens to you know heavy death metal and it sends you into this philosophical uh introspective uh <laughs> sort of downward spiral where you're just like what is going on with my life and, and all this stuff then you're probably not thinking about your surroundings and the archaeology and the stuff like that everything is and meaningless. The, and the same thing with this podcasts. can scatter is meaningless <laughs> yeah what am i doing here and uh and then and then on the same token, uh, uh, for podcasts and things like that, I listen to podcasts because I want to absorb the information and I want to listen and I want to learn and I want to to think about what they're saying. And honestly, when I'm doing that, I'm probably I'm probably taking focus away from some other things. Yeah. And and I'm probably not paying attention enough. And I have to consciously be aware of that and make sure that I am focusing on those things. And sometimes I'll just shut the podcast off if I'm like doing something that requires a lot of focus, not just walking and looking for, you know, odd things. If I'm actually recording a feature or doing something, I usually just pause it so I can focus totally on the task at hand and then restart it when I'm going. Yeah. So that that's part of the alertness. It's not just being aware of snakes and things, which is incredibly important, but it's also being aware of your surroundings, being aware of your job, which is your primary focus, and, and being aware of the task at hand. And if you can't do that, the problem with most people is they I feel like they can't say that about themselves. So... And companies probably know that, and you don't know whether somebody's going to be listening to podcasts, audiobooks, or you know, the Harry Potter soundtrack, or Megadeth. You just don't know which what somebody's going to listen to, and you can't dictate what they're going to listen to. You can't say, okay, if you're going to listen to this, then you can wear headphones, but if you're going to listen to this, then you can't. That would be massive revolt. So they just blanket say, no headphones, which... I can understand, but I, I'm hoping podcasts like this can help people um, become a little more aware of, of 
the policy either way and, and what you really should be thinking about from that standpoint. So yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the types of headphones. Uh, I would say, uh, I would say first off, there's three different variations in the world today. There's wired headphones that just plug into your phone. Typically, people are using a phone, or I guess if you still have an iPod or an iPod Shuffle or something, or some of the variant. Um, there's the wired headphones that just go right up to your your ears. They've got two you know wires and hook into one. Then there's the wireless with wires, I call it, the Bluetooth headphones that have the wire connecting the two. Uh-huh. So that, that'll usually hang on the back of your neck or something like that. And it's pretty short. Um, or some of them have that plastic hard, like harness almost thing that goes in the back of your head. Uh, and then there's totally wireless, which are a relatively new thing in the last year or so that, that are Bluetooth. Uh, they're separate earbuds and they don't have any wires whatsoever. So those are the three main, I guess, versions. Um, I'll just go right off and say, don't wear your Beats by Dre in the field. <laughs> just don't. Just don't do that. Those are too expensive. You're going to drop them in the sand, <laughs> and, and it's and it's going to be bad. They might not fit under your hard hat either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you have to wear a hard hat, that'll be a little tough, you know. So yeah, um, which is a which is another thing we should mention while we're still kind of on on the 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 heels of safety. There is headphones are not sound attenuating like. Like like uh, like ear like sound attenuators are like the earmuff kind of things or like um, what am I trying to think of like the foamy earplugs. If you're supposed to be wearing those, yeah, that's not headphones. And I've got a short story about that. When I the place where I rent my metal detectors for our survey this weekend, they had sitting on the counter as a display. You know those those yellow foamy earplugs that kind of have the graduated um, uh, concentric circles that they it sticks into your ear and they've got like small to small to large and you just kind of pop it in there. Yeah. Well, these were foamy earplugs that are Bluetooth headphones. <laughs> and I was like, I told the guy at the counter, I was like, man, I don't think these would pass MSHA. Like, I don't think you can wear these on a mine. I, I mean, they're headphones for Christ's sake. They they probably don't have the the sound attenuating capabilities, attenuating capabilities that normal foamy earplugs are supposed to have. The freaking headphones. <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seemed like a bad idea to me. Yeah, definitely. Well, what let's uh let's talk about some of the um so I guess the benefits and and the costs and benefits and maybe some of the hazards of some of these types of headphones. I'll just go ahead and say if you're wearing wired headphones, if if you've got the wire, I don't care what environment you're working in, it's probably incredibly unsafe. Yeah, you, you should have something that's wireless if you're going to wear headphones at all. Especially if you're shovel testing, you're just going to snag that on something. It's going to rip the headphones out of your ear, which will be a bad idea, and it's going to jam them down into your hole. You're going to lose them. I don't know, something like that. I don't know, Chris. You sound like you agree with that. Yeah, totally. I'd say, like, you know, as a disclaimer, me personally, I I prefer that people don't listen to headphones in the field just because it's mm-hmm. it, it's an unnecessary risk, uh, but uh, yeah, if you're going to listen to headphones, like it, at least minimize your risks. And, uh, you know, that's a really good point there with the wired headphones is they're going to get tangled on something. And if you mm-hmm. need to be mobile, uh, the last thing you need to be worrying about is fidgeting around with making sure that cable is tucked away. Or, you know, if, if you run the cable under your shirt and into your, whatever your listening device is, in your pocket or whatever, you know, you're constantly adjusting the the cable as, as it slides down the collar of your shirt, stuff like that. So it's just like mm-hmm. one less thing you need to be fidgeting with. So um, some kind of wireless or Bluetooth uh, headphone is probably going to be the way to go if you're going to do that. I completely agree. All right. So we'll make a comment here real quick about uh, the plastic on headphones because some sunscreens and some bug sprays, uh, especially high deep concentration bug sprays and high SPF sunscreens, will degrade the plastic on your on your headphones. I've seen it happen with like uh, watch bands and things like that. And uh, in fact, compasses, uh, sunglasses, <laughs> whatever, uh, if you wear that stuff. So it, it's just basically a comment on um, look at the type of headphones you have. I, I think that uh, if you have the, the solid plastic type one that goes in your ear, then that probably is okay because uh, I've used that before and that seems fine. But if you have the foamy type or maybe the silicone, ear, silicone earbud type, those tend to break down more with the heavy DEET and heavy sunscreen concentration. So maybe they're your winter headphones or something like that, although yeah. you should still wear sunscreen in the winter. Um, but uh, yeah, just be just be conscious of that because you don't want to destroy your headphones. 
So yeah, uh, little little safety message there. So what about uh, what about wireless headphones, like wireless with wires, as we call it, the Bluetooth with the the connecting wire? Do you have any experience? Do you have, do you own any of those? Yeah, I own a pair of Jaybird Freedom uh, Bluetooth uh, wired headphones. It's got a bud that goes in each ear with um, a cable that kind of goes behind the behind the neck um, to the other bud. And I, they're kind of old. Uh, I bought them when I first went to grad school and, um, I love them and there's, there's ways that I can use them so that they're safe. Like, um, uh, one way that I use them is I'll put them in if, uh, if I'm on my bike and I'm using turn by turn directions in in a loud, uh, like urban environment, I'll just have my, my mm-hmm. phone mounted on my handlebars, uh, with the turn by turn, uh, Google Maps instructions. They've got a, a bike uh, mode in the in the map directions, uh, and I'll just have the the audio going into the headphones, and so I can still hear all of the surroundings uh, around me in case you know there's an ambulance or something or other. Uh, but you know, then when the the turn by turn directions pop up, you know, it's telling me, okay, turn right on Jefferson Street or whatever, uh, and so I can hear that. Mm-hmm. And then you know, similarly. Uh, if I'm going to wear it in the field, I have worn it on survey a few times. Um, you know, I, I can wear one in or I can wear them both in and just keep the volume down. And, you know, I, I've listened to podcasts and stuff in the field. Um, and you know, it's, it's like you had, you had described, like I've been on surveys before where I can still hear like the snow and the leaves crunching below me. Uh, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, I can still hear enough of the podcast. Like it's not drowning out everything around me. And so whenever I hear, you know, somebody yelling for me, I'll just take my headphones out and and listen to whatever they're saying. There you go. Real quick before we go to commercial break, um, the the downside to headphones like that is that the battery life is often not long enough to last a full day in the field. Um, and so it's mm-hmm. one of those things that I'll use for commuting uh, or, <clears throat> you know, time in the office or for travel sometime when I know that I can recharge it. Because it really only has this particular brand, it really only has an effective charge for about four hours. So it's one of those things where when I do use it in the field, uh, I use it for like a half day. Um, so it's like in the morning, I'll listen to something uh, as I'm just kind of, you know, getting into my own headspace. And then in the afternoon, I just go without music. Mm-hmm. Um, but these particular ones are also, they're very durable, they're rugged, they're waterproof. Um, and so they're kind of built for that kind of thing. You know, they're, they're built for you to be outdoors and active with them. Uh, and so that's another thing you got to consider when choosing, uh, what kind of, of headphone equipment you're going to take out into the field is, uh, if, if it takes a beating, is it going to be ruined and is, is that worth it for you? So, you know, some people choose, you know, uh, inexpensive, you know, wired earbuds or whatever, uh, because, you know, it's not the end of the world if you lose them. Yeah, buy a ten dollar pair of headphones like like you do with that five dollar pair of sunglasses you get at the gas station because <laughs> you know you're going to destroy them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, well, we'll talk about a couple more types of headphones and and do some gear reviews when we get back from the break. This episode of the CRM Archaeology Podcast is made possible by Codify Incorporated. Codify is a California benefit corporation that can help you with your digital archaeological needs. Visit codify.com today to find out how Codify can help you go paperless in 2017. That's www.codify.com. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. And let's talk about a couple different types of headphones. Chris, you already mentioned the Jaybird Freedom uh, Bluetooth headphones that you use, and we'll have links to these things in the show notes. Uh, I'm going to first talk about, I'm going to reverse my show notes a little bit here. I'm going to talk about these headphones that I got probably... I think when we were on that China Lake project, Chris, so probably back in like fall of 2015-ish, and now my wife is using them as about a month ago, but it's they're the M-Move Stereo Bluetooth Earbuds, M-M-O-V-E, and I first saw them on a website called Stack Social, uh, which has a lot of really good prices on actually pretty good tech. I was a little... Um, wary of these because they were 30 it says 31.99 it also says they're sold out stack social always has discounts so it's got a little it's like Kohl's or something like that it's like this is actually two hundred dollars but we're gonna sell it to you for 40 no it's not actually cheap but anyway um <laughs> it's uh it says 34 percent off uh and 31.99 i'm pretty sure i got them for like 20 dollars. i don't think they were that expensive they've got the that flat kind of cord with them with the not the round one the flat one's 
the flat one that that hooks in between the two, uh, they don't twist up as much. Um, I guess they don't yeah. like wrap around themselves as much, so they're they're nicer for for field work and for for working out and things like that. Uh, these are also slightly water resistant. Uh, they've got about a six hour um, a six hour cycle on them that you can listen to them on uh, for the battery life, which is actually nice. pretty good. And they yeah, and they charge up pretty quick. Uh, and they're they're made for sport use, so you can sweat into them. You gotta. That's another thing. If you're gonna buy headphones for the field, they have to basically be all the sporty type headphones. So make sure they're sweat resistant. When they're sweat resistant, that usually just means they're slightly sealed up. So if you do get into a uh, if you are sweating like an animal and you're in the southeast, like I did, um, then that'll probably that'll probably help out. And and they've also another thing yeah. that yeah another thing that helps with that is they've got these little half moon shaped inserts that that fit into your ear and they come with like three or four different sizes of those, so you can find one that fits your ear. And it really keeps the earbud from falling out. I've used them while biking. I've used them while um, jogging, while um, while working, while doing all kinds of things, and never had those headphones fall out. That's the biggest thing I hate about headphones is when they fall out. And uh, and it's also got three buttons on them. One button turns it on, and then also does the Bluetooth pairing. But that button also, if you have an iPhone, it will activate Siri. I'm not sure what it activates if it activates the um, the Google uh, the Google Voice thing. If you have a Google phone or some sort of Android phone. Uh, and then it's got a volume up and volume down. But if you hold the volume up button, it will skip to the next track. If you hold the volume down button, it will go to the beginning of that track. And if you hold it again really quickly, it'll skip to the last track that you were on. So um, it's actually got some pretty good functionality. And for $31.99, now that says they're sold out on Stack Social. Over on Amazon, we'll have both links. Um, I see $29 Prime uh, with free shipping. So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, they're they're great. They're great headphones for that. As long as they they fit your uh, they fit your ear. They've just got the little foamy things and 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 like I said, the little pieces that go in there. The ones here on Amazon have a slightly different piece that goes in your in your ear canal there that or the the upper parts of your ear to to hold them in uh, than the ones on Stack Social. But they're the same headphones. So, but yeah, for the price, I mean, you could wear them for a couple months and then buy another pair when they when they break or fall apart. But I've had these for going on two and a half years and they're still working. My wife's using them now. That's awesome. Yeah, the controls on the uh, the Jaybird Freedom headphones are about the same, and that that little kind of silicon insert that goes into your your ear, like it. I, I don't know what that part of your ear is called. It's it's the wrinkly part. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it the helps wrinkly part. The, <laughs> the, the wrinkly part. Uh, that's the scientific term, but it keeps the the headphone in there, and and uh, you know, like if I'm biking or or walking around or running. Uh, it uh it stays in there fine and the controls on the jaybird are like up on the bud itself like it's it's a small it's got a small like bud thing outside of the ear uh and it's got those three buttons and it's nice because you can take phone calls uh while you're busy uh doing other things yeah that's pretty cool um because the uh the the m move do that as well uh with the phone call you can answer a phone just by pushing the button there um, and depending on what phone you have, it will tell you who's calling, um, or you can just look at your phone and then you hit the button and you can connect it and then you can hit the button again and disconnect the call. So that seems like a fairly common feature of, um, Bluetooth headphones these days. Uh, even like cheap ones will do that. So, uh, which is pretty nice. It's a pretty nice, uh, function to have. So, all right, well, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about something else here. And I know you guys, uh, if you listen to any episodes of the Architect podcast, you know that both Chris and I are essentially Apple fanboys. I'm a little bit more, like I've already put the <laughs> Apple, the Apple keynote for WWDC on my calendar that it's already played as of the recording of this podcast, as of when it's, this podcast is airing, but so we, we know what happened already. So, um, you know, if you have the chance to go back into the past, don't tell me what happens because, um, you know, I'm going to be watching it with uh, with friends of mine over at the Reno Collective. So but uh, as an Apple fanboy, I, of course, had to go get the uh, the Apple AirPods. Now, the Apple AirPods were announced, I think, last year, possibly at WWDC or maybe in the September event. And then they became available in December and they've been actually backordered for a long time. And. I'll just get it out of the way right away. They look goofy as hell. <laughs> they look like, you know, they, they're, they're very odd looking. And they're white, of course, because they're apples. So they stand out. I don't care what color of face you have. I, I tell you, if you're a dark-skinned individual, you're going to look like you're wearing neon earrings because they're just going to stand out like flashlights on your face. And, and 
my my skin's not totally white. I mean, I'm a white guy, but my my I've got a little bit of darkness to my skin, mostly because you know just working out and kind of a perpetual tan kind of thing. Uh, I'm not totally white like my wife is. She's a freaking Casper, but she you might not be able to see the earbuds if she's wearing them, but you could definitely see them if I'm wearing them. <laughs> so, um, but. That being said, there's a reason why they're the shape that they are, because there are some other ones out there that just kind of these wireless, wireless ones. That's what I call it when they they're they're Bluetooth, but they're also not connected to each other, Um, because usually when they're connected to each other, only one of the earbuds has a Bluetooth transmitter inside of it, has the uh, because that connects to your device. Uh, Only one of the earbuds has the controls on it, typically. And, and the, the one earbud basically receives information from your phone and sends it back to your phone and then also sends to the other earbud through the wire. And it's really just sending audio through the wire. Now, with the wireless, wireless ones, with no wire in between them, both headphones have to be able to work autonomously. So think about that for a second, because I'm not sure how the other wireless, wireless headphones work. But before I get into some of the specs on these, I'll tell you one of the coolest things about these headphones is I can put one or the other in my ear. I can put them both in my ear. I can put one in my ear. And let's just think about that for a second. Since they both have their own battery, um, I can basically put one in my, say, my left ear. And then when that one dies, if I wear it for, um, I think it's five hours they're supposed to be good for. If I wear it for five hours and it dies, I can just take it out, put it in the case, and put the other one. Now I've got another five years in my other ear, five hours in my other ear. So that's pretty cool. But then... Another thing that's really great for archaeologists is the case that these things go in, and they just kind of slot in a little magnet style. The case that these go in is actually a battery. So the minute you pop the headphone yeah. back in the case and you close the little thing, yeah, you get uh, it starts charging. And according to Apple, and I haven't tested this, but according to Apple, 15 minutes of charging equals another three hours of battery life. So even if you were wearing them both for some reason and then you took a break, uh, and you could just pop them both back in the case and get three more hours of battery life out of both of them. So they say you get 24 hours total um, if you were to deplete the case and just keep charging the the headphones. So that's pretty cool. Uh, over on a survey we did, we did we were out in the Black Rock Desert this weekend working for five days, and we we I, I mean I walked a total of I think 25 26 miles that whole time. And since we were just basically working independently, there's really weren't any hazards. I had one earbud in most of the time, just listening to the podcast all day long. And I never charged up the case. And I just put the headphones away when I was done using them. I wasn't even really being conscious of the fact that I was running their batteries down. I just, okay, I'm done. I'm going to put the headphone back in the case because that's where you store them um, naturally. And that's the genius that Apple did. They didn't say you don't have to turn on the battery. You have to plug it in, do something. You just put them away. And putting them away charges them. So I never... In, in four days, five days, I never charged the case, and my headphones never died. So um, it was pretty fantastic, pretty great. Uh, let's get nice. into some of the uh, yeah some of the other particulars on this gear review. First off, they will connect to other devices, not just Apple devices. There's a little bit different procedure, but you can connect them to other um, other types of phones. So if you have an Android phone or something like that, these will work on that. If you have, uh, if you do have Apple devices and you have all Apple devices, uh, all you have to do is pair these once um, with your Apple device with like your phone or something, and then they're instantly paired with everything else you have your iCloud account hooked up to. So I'm able to transition pretty easily to my iPad, to my iMac, um, to my watch. If I had music on my watch or something like that, I could transfer to any one of those devices after I just hooked up once, and I don't have to do the repairing or anything like that. It already connects and makes that association. Another cool thing is the uh, the and anybody who's familiar with Apple knows the Find My iPhone thing. So, if you're hooked up to your iCloud account through your Apple device, you can go on to Find My iPhone. It's an app on your phone, or you can go online and look at it, or any of your other devices, and then see where your device is right now if it's online, or where it was last reported. And these AirPod AirPods have. Uh, find my iPhone feature or find my AirPods feature. So it, it will tell you where they were last used. <laughs> so, yeah. So I've got a question about that. So how <laughs> how easily do these things fall out? Because that was the big complaint before anybody had even tried these things is right. they were like, oh, yeah, well, that's totally going to get lost the first time you ever put it in. Like, how well do they stay in? Well, let me start by first saying, Apple wasn't the first one to come up with totally wireless uh, earbuds. So, you know, some of course, Apple's not the first to come up with a lot of stuff. They just try to make it better. And then they dominate the market with what they come out with. Um, so 
I'll tell you, I before I even went into the field, I went over the treadmill. Um, I've gone on bike rides. I've had these for about a month now, and they they have never fallen out. I went on on Tuesday. I had to go out back out into the field by myself, and I just you know we had a GPS issue on Monday, so I came back. You know, my wife went to work on Tuesday, and I just went back out into the field Tuesday morning, and I had to go five miles out this one section where I was recording points the whole way. And then um, it was basically on the way back, stick the GPS in a little pouch, the Trimble in the pouch, turn it on and record the line on the way back. And it was five miles out and then five miles back. So it was a 10 mile death march that I did by myself out there. And I had an earbud in the entire time. I switched at five miles just because, you know, I don't know, just because I I wanted to conserve the battery life or something like that. But it didn't die in that amount of time. I just switched it just because. And. I'll tell you what, I have never had a more comfortable earbud experience in my life. You know, they're not as comfortable as like over the ear headphones, but you wouldn't wear those out in the field anyway. But I have never, I didn't even know they were there. Like I forgot completely they were there. They never fell out. I never had to adjust them. All the headphones I've ever had, I'm always reaching up every once in a while to readjust or to move them. The silicone based ones, they'll, they'll tend to make my ear a little itchy. I think I'm partially allergic to those, um, especially when you start to sweat or something like that. Uh, I've been on the treadmill with these things, never had to adjust them. And I'm not a small guy. When I'm on the treadmill, it's earth shattering, literally like things around me are shaking. You know, it's just not a bad, it's not a a good situation. And, and these things are just rock solid. And and I wouldn't think they are because they're a hard plastic, but they just fit into your ears so well that, and they're, and they're made to be one size fits all because you just, if you got bigger ears, you just stick them in farther. Now, if you have really tiny ears, it could be a problem. Uh, they might not stick in far enough. I don't know. Um, my ears are a... I guess an average size and and they fit in pretty well and I never had a single problem. So, you know, That's I awesome. haven't had one fall out yet. Yeah. It's been really great. I, I've really liked it. And there's one thing that I think is worth noting. I don't know how, how many field archeologists will really care about this feature of the, the Apple AirPods is um, it's, it's one of the few, there are a couple others, but it's, it's one of the few headphones that is, digital to digital for music so mm-hmm. it's you're you're getting a uh <clears throat> a less distorted audio uh and so you end up with this incredibly crisp uh sound coming through so if if you're a big music nerd and you're listening to you know flack audio files uh through your phone or whatever uh this mm-hmm. is the way to do it uh so it's it's kind of an audio files mobile sport headphone thing yeah, and I'll, I'll comment on that too. I, I've um, I actually haven't listened to a ton of music on this. I have a Spotify account, uh, so I, whatever, I, and I have the highest quality download set on that. Again, not an audiophile type of quality, but the highest quality that they have. And yeah, music sounds really good through these. But I'll tell you one thing: I've been slightly, uh, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but maybe irritated. Maybe I just need to find another solution. But I listen to podcasts through an app called Downcast, and Downcast doesn't have any. Uh, well, they, they have some kind of like equalizer settings that you can set, but not really, not really good. And I've noticed that most of the podcasts I listen to have kind of a little bit, uh, they're a little bit over-based. They're almost, uh, I wouldn't say muffled, but they're a little bit like, ah, I wish I could tweak this a little bit. The music sounds phenomenal, but the audio podcast, including some of the ones from the APN, they just, they, like, I wish I could just turn up the treble a little bit. And I've never really said that about a podcast because usually they're too, they're too tinny to begin with or they're too harsh on your ears. But these, and, and I know, I know it's just the earbuds because they're, they're, they're podcasts I listen to all the time. And when I listen to them with other headphones, I don't get that. But when I listen to them with these, I get that for some reason. Um, and I'm not really sure why. I don't, I don't know what the deal is there. And it's something I've got to research and, and figure out. So. Uh, one of the other cool things, uh, and one of the other irritating things, actually, is there's no buttons on these headphones. So each one of them operates can operate independently. If you've got them both in, uh, you can set this up on your phone uh, if you have a, an iPhone. I'm not sure how the settings work if you have an Android phone, but if you have an iPhone, you go into your Bluetooth settings, you click on the little information icon there to to go into the to go into the headphones, and you can adjust. Um, the only function you can do on these headphones is a double tap. So if you double tap on either of the earbuds, anywhere on the earbud, it's I'm not sure if it's accelerometer based or if it's actually feeling your finger. I'll tell you one thing. I never accidentally tapped it, which was nice. So that that's not <laughs> possible to do. Yeah. I didn't like reach up and, oh, something happened, you know, something like that. But the only thing you can do, though, is you can decide what that double tap does. It's one of two things. It either activates Siri. 
so then your phone kicks on and Siri activates, or it's a play pause button. Um, I had it on Siri, which is the default to begin with, which the only thing I ever really used that for was to increase or decrease the volume if my phone was like in my backpack or something like that. So I double tap, Siri comes on within probably two or three seconds, and I say increase volume, and it increases it two notches of volume on your phone or decreases two notches of volume, which is enough. One isn't enough, two is just right. Nice. But I found that I found that most of what I wanted was to pause the damn thing and not take my headphones out because that's another feature. When you take the headphone out of your ear, it has a sensor to know that it's come out of your ear and it pauses whatever you're listening to. It doesn't matter what it is. It pauses music, it pauses audio, it pauses anything. Um, so it'll automatically pause. And when you put it back in your ear, it reconnects it instantaneously and starts playing again. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I found that having the play pause for the tap was what I preferred because usually when I'm listening to stuff, I don't need to adjust the volume very much. And if I do need to adjust the volume, I'll just pull my phone out and my phone outside volume knobs will do that just fine. Um, I do wish it had volume control on the headphones, I'll be honest, um, instead of just play pause. Uh, I wish I had uh, a little bit more control, like a triple tap or something like that to uh, to activate Siri again, maybe so I could do volume or, or something. Um, but that's my only real... Yeah complaint with the button setup on that um let's see i think that's about it yeah the price point for those is about the same as some other of the uh kind of higher end mm -hmm. bluetooth headphones that i was just looking at them the price points uh 160 for the airpods yeah. which uh you know that's that's a heavy sticker but um you know if you're looking at um you know just there on that apple store they've got other recommended products and there's like the what are they? The the Beats three or mm -hmm. whatever the the sporty ones. Hold on, let me. <laughs> Power Beats three wireless headphones. They're two hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the the Beats X. Uh, those are one fifty. So they're about on par with other um, kind of higher end uh, sport wireless headphones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and those those ones that you're talking about there are not wireless wireless. They still have a wire connecting the two for that price so yeah exactly yeah yeah uh if you look at you look at some of the other truly wireless headphone wireless bluetooth headphones on the market and they're they're well up or upwards of 200 dollars and more um so i think apple's doing it right uh, i think they're on the right track and you know the the only the only major complaint i think i've ever heard anybody say and these are really just people that haven't tried them because i don't care what i look like they sound fantastic they feel great and they're just amazing headphones they i love the instant connectivity I love the not ever having to mess with them. That was one of my biggest complaints with the M Move headphones. Was sometimes when I turned them on, it would, uh, it would, they wouldn't connect right away, and I have to go into my Bluetooth and disconnect and reconnect. And then I was like, "What the hell is going on here? That is so irritating." And it was just pissing me <laughs> off every time I had to do it, and it was really getting on my nerves. And yeah. uh, and it didn't do that all the time. I think it was an Apple software update that caused that to happen because um, normally they connected right away for the first like year that I had them in the last like six months. It's just been an irritating, uh, irritating nightmare. Every time I can try to connect them also, uh, the Apple AirPods, because they, they can, they link through your devices via, um, uh, basically via, uh, your iCloud account is they won't connect to more than one device at the same time. The M move AirPods, you can Bluetooth pair those to two devices. So sometimes I had it paired to my, uh, uh, to my wife's phone when she was using them or to my iPad and then I'll try to use it on my iPhone but it it paired to some other device first now we've got to figure out what other device it paired to and try to turn off the Bluetooth on that and it was just irritating <laughs> as all hell and and I think any Bluetooth headphones are going to have that problem it's just Apple has integrated it with their iCloud account so it avoids that entirely and it just doesn't happen so anyway that's my that's my review of the AirPods yeah yeah that's awesome with those Jaybird uh, Freedom Bluetooth headphones that uh, I've got, I've had it, I've had that connectivity issue happen before where, you know, I was sitting at an airport and, you know, as I'm at the gate waiting to board, I, I pull out the headphones and, you know, turn them on and hope that they'll, they'll link right away. And, you know, I've had it happen at least once before where I got so frustrated because it wouldn't link that I ended up going a whole flight without headphones. I was just like, well, <laughs> all right, I don't have the patience to mess with this right now. Yeah. And that's really irritating. So yeah, with yeah these... because headphones are the international symbol for leave me alone, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. You know, every every airline needs that poster that we have down at the Reno Collective. They've got this big poster down there because everybody wears headphones when they're working down at this co-working space I belong to. And there's just a, it's like a symbol. Um, there's two symbols of headphones. If you're not wearing headphones, it says, okay, talk to me. Um, I'm fine. But if you're wearing headphones, <laughs> but you've got one of your earbuds out or one of your cups off your ear, it means I'm busy. So only talk to me if it's important. And and then if you've got yes. them both in, it's like, leave me the F alone. Don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like a year ago or so. Some some idiot like posted this this uh, like op-ed piece. It was like, how to talk to a, a woman wearing headphones at the gym. Like as if women at the gym are, are there to be like talked to and, and hit on and whatnot. Uh, so it just makes me think of that. It's It's like... The international symbol for leave me alone really is headphones. It's it's like if yeah. there are headphones in and like especially if it's like sunglasses and headphones, just don't talk to them. Oh, yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't talk to anybody with headphones. I know. I had an ex-girlfriend that would walk around. She didn't even like listening to anything. She grew up in North Dakota, so she liked silence and stoicism. And she just would like... She would just like wear headphones, but they'd be connected to nothing in her pocket. <laughs> like they're not even plugged in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we ran long on this segment, but it was good. Um, it's good to pick it up. Let us know. Uh, let us know about your your headphone preferences. Please don't send us any hate mail or feel free. That's that's okay too. Um, leave some comments and and if you do listen to headphones, I'm interested to hear what else is out there, and we'll. Uh, you know, if you can comment on the show notes for this page at arcpodnet.com forward slash archaeotech forward slash 55, then other people can see that as well and see your review of the headphones you use or, or would never use uh, because they suck. You know, leave those as well. But uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And um, thanks a lot for listening. We'll be back in a second. Hey, podcast fans, check out the ARC 365 podcast at www.arcpodnet.com forward slash ARC 365. That's A-R-C-H 365 for your daily dose of archaeology. Each episode is less than 15 minutes long, and we have some great guests recording about awesome archaeology. We also try to throw in some definitions and basic archaeological information. So check out the 365 Days of Archaeology podcast only in 2017 at www.arcpodnet.com forward slash ARC 365 today. Find us also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music by typing ARC365 into the search. Now back to the show. Okay, and we're back. And so for the final segment, it's the uh, app of the day segment. Um, I'm not going to talk about an app per se. I'm going to talk about widgets. And this is something that uh, for the Apple iOS, I think it's like iOS 10 and and later um and then also on the uh google devices you know they have widgets as well uh it's it's just a nice like kind of pop-up dashboard thing and, and you can customize it uh really easily if you're on an apple device you can swipe all the way to the left to find it or you can do it from the lock screen just uh swiping to the left from the lock screen and get into uh you know, really whatever you set it for. So for example, I've got uh, Strava set up there. I've got my calendars. Um, and then I also have weather and I've, I've got weather underground and, um, oh, what even is this thing? I've got a weather radar <laughs> thing, uh, on there too. So I can see if storms are rolling in on me if I'm outside. Um, and then I've also got the, the Google maps has a couple really neat, um, widget features where uh one will no matter where you are it will find nearby public transit and so i can be wandering around and i can just swipe over to my widget and you know if i know the the public transit routes well enough i can you know fairly easily understand it but uh, you know, you can just click on it and it'll give you more detail. And so it, it'll tell me if a train is coming in like five minutes and I can be like, oh, okay, well, I need to hustle a, a block over so I can catch this train and, and come home. And then it's also got, you know, people who uh, you contact most frequently. You can do find your friends. I've got uh, REI sends me uh, the deals of the day. Uh, so it's it's trying to get me to buy some women's waterproof hiking boots right now. <laughs> um I'm good on that front, but uh, 
Yeah, it's it's nice. It's it's a good thing to set up. And so, you know, with with these Bluetooth headphones, some of them have their own little uh, like uh, customizable equalizer app that come with them. Um, so I'm sure you could set that up in there, too. Um, but it's a really great way to customize your phone so that you can be uh, really quick on the fly with some things. And so I figured it would be a good thing to uh, mention that as we're talking about you know, headphones and things that help us with mobility. Yeah, for sure. Uh, widgets are great. I use widgets all the time. Uh, I know on my iPhone, I can just swipe right from the uh, from the lock screen, actually, and get to some of the widgets, including uh, some of the ones that require you to do something complicated uh, or secure related will have you put in your thumbprint, or your fingerprint, or your passcode or whatever. Like, for example, if my door, my August door lock doesn't unlock automatically when I get out of the elevator to my condo for some reason. Uh, I just pull it up because they can usually hear it unlock the minute I get out of the elevator because our, our door is just right down the hall. But if I don't hear it, then I know something's going crazy with it, some geolocating thing. So I'll just bust open the widget, hit the button, and then unlock my door. And I don't have to get into the phone, search for the app, nice. yeah, do all that stuff. And like you said, Chris, having things like weather and other information on there that you want just quick a quick access. Let me just take a look at this real fast. Um, it's usually pretty quick on the update and you can drop anything you want in there. Um, you know, battery life for devices, all kinds of stuff. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like it. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to talk about for my app. We've talked about extensively about this before. Um, but the downcast app is what I'm going to talk about. Uh, and that works on, uh, iPhone, um, iPod, it's all Apple devices. It works on everything but the Apple TV, which I'm hoping they come to later. Um, so it's an Apple Apple application for watching uh, basically RSS feeds uh, type things. Usually podcasts, video podcasts, things like that are what it's what it's designed for. But the nice thing about the Downcast app is it's actually uh, it's actually just a player for all kinds of things. So if you have another file on your device and you don't want to you don't know what to open it in like somebody emails you something and you're on your device and you're like ah oh, crap what do i open this in i'm on my iphone and it's a video like a video file or something you're like i don't even know how to what to do with this just long press on it downcast will be one of the things that will pop up as an option and you could just watch it in the downcast app the nice thing about doing that as opposed to say some other thing like in itunes or something like that is down all of downcast's functionality comes into play when you do that, which means you can speed it up up to three times the, the normal speed, including video. You can slow it down. You can add it to a playlist. You can do whatever you want. You can share it out to your social networks. You can do all kinds of different things that you can't do just from like mail or wherever you found that file or something like that. So uh, I figured since we were talking about headphones, I would just talk about something audio related. So that's why I'm bringing Downcast up again, because I just um, I love it. They've they've increased their functionality. Their their iCloud sharing is pretty great now. You can you can basically connect to your devices via iCloud. So if I'm listening to a podcast or watching a video on my phone and I set that down and I want to pick it back up on my iPad, I just turn on Downcast and it's at the same location. It's right there. And I could just keep on watching right on my iPad seamlessly. So um, that's why I'm waiting for them to come out with an Apple TV version so I can do the video podcast on Apple TV. And I usually listen to audio stuff just on my earbuds um, on my phone. So it's uh, I don't mingle the two accounts. I actually have two downcast accounts because of that, because uh, that was before I had the 256 gigabyte iPhone because I didn't want all those huge video podcasts downloading to my iPhone because I wasn't watching them on there anyway. But yeah. um, who knows? It's too late to switch now. But uh, anyway, so so that's pretty cool. <laughs> and, and, and downcast actually has a, an Apple Watch um, app as well, which it's a little clunky for navigating the application for searching for something to listen to that you already have downloaded. But it's pretty good for controlling what you're already listening to. So that's another thing with the with the AirPods. If you have something like a watch or something like that, uh, like a smartwatch that has control over those things, you you regain your audio control, your 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 volume control, your skip functionality, all those functionality you might be missing with buttons on your headphones. No matter what headphones you get, you gain that functionality back by having it right on your wrist. So. That's uh, that's pretty much it for me. Kind of a short app of the day segment. Um, Chris, remind everybody, uh, what do you listen to? Uh, what do you listen to podcasts on? You have an iPhone, right? Yeah, I just use the the native podcast app, and uh, mm -hmm. when uh, I forget which episode it was where we we reviewed <laughs> these things. Yeah. Uh, I uh, the the only reason I still use it is because I'm just too lazy to. I hear you. Set up another podcast app, uh, but. 
yeah it's that's that's just what i do okay sweet um well i don't care what you guys use to listen to podcasts on as long as you're subscribed to to all the arc Podnet podcasts out there <laughs> so um i'll make one last pitch <laughs> i'll make one last pitch here uh go check out the uh the arc 365 podcast uh, especially now well especially now and two three weeks ago when we we're actually recording this from when you're listening to it We've had some some really good guest posts on there um, about doing some experimental archaeology, some uh, you know conflict archaeology, some other stuff from Dr. Doug Scott. Um, Dr. Ken Fader has been doing. Uh, I've got it scheduled every four days. He does a chapter from his America Ancient America Fifty Sites book, and uh, and it's just some actually some really good stuff. Um, don't listen to the ones I do because those suck. They're just filler. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> And if you've got any content, if you're listening to this and you are an archaeologist and you want to submit something about your favorite site or project or something like that, as long as it's not confidential, client information, anything like that, uh, let me know. And you you can I can I can walk you through it, uh, or you can just give me some something to read, and it can only be three four minutes long. That's fine, but let's tell the public about these things and let's um, let's get that information out there and, and and do our do our duty to the to the to the resources and, and put that education and outreach out there so yeah and ken fader is such a great speaker too so he's, oh yeah his episodes are really entertaining yeah he's always got some fantastic story or something like that it's just really good so okay well with that uh i think we'll call it and again if you have any suggestions for future episodes or things you want us to cover or apps you want us to cover let us know you can send me an email at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com or use the contact form on the website or social media, we're all over the place. Um, contact Chris as well. Um, you can get both of us on Twitter. Chris is at Go Dig a Hole on Twitter, and uh, and we're all over the internet. So find us, and we'll see you in the field. Thanks. Thanks. That's it for another episode of the Archaeotech Podcast. Links to some of the items mentioned on the show are in the show notes for this podcast, which can be found at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash archaeotech. If you like the show and want to comment, please do. You can leave comments about this or any other episode on the website or on the iTunes page for this episode. You can also email us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com or use the contact form on the podcast webpage. If you'd like us to answer a question on a future episode, email us. Use the contact form on the website or tweet your questions with the hashtag archaeotech or tag at arcpodnet in your tweet. Please share the link to this show wherever you saw it. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. You can also type the name of the podcast into your favorite podcasting app and subscribe that way. Don't forget to go over to iTunes and leave a review of the show. It helps us get noticed so more people can find our podcast and benefit from the content. Also, send us show suggestions and interview suggestions. We want this to be a resource for field technicians everywhere, and we want to know what you want to know about. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Thanks again for listening to this episode and for supporting the Archaeology Podcast Network. If you want these shows to keep going, consider becoming a member for just $7.99 US a month. That's cheaper than a venti quad eggnog latte. Go to arcpodnet.com slash members for more info.